Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. Sapiosexual is a pretty new term these days, and just so we're all on the same page together for this episode, I'm going to define it simply as the sexual attraction to intelligence. For me, if you were to see a lineup of every person that I've been on more than two dates with, they would run the gamut of external appearance. Some were tall, short, fit, teddy bear bod, brown, white, some had hair, some were bald, younger, older, but the common denominator was that they were all highly intelligent. And on the other end of the spectrum, I've sat across from one of the most beautiful human forms on the planet, just so conventionally good looking. And this particular beautiful human didn't have a cultivated mind. And so my own mind kept wandering back to Jeopardy and my couch and the bowl of tortilla chips that I was missing out on because I was on this boring date. I was not stimulated by this person's mind. And so my body did not have any sort of sexual attraction to them at all. Lots of people have intelligence on their list of attributes that they want a partner to have, but they don't really identify with the term sapiosexual. Sapiosexuals don't feel a turn-on for someone if they don't feel an intellectual connection. Intelligence is really the thing above all else that gets them hot. It's the thing that has to be present for sexual interest to be there. I get really annoyed when I hear someone talk critically about a self-proclaimed sapiosexual who is always dating beautiful women. Well, here's a shocker and a not-so-gentle reminder for you. Beauty and intelligence are not mutually exclusive. There are plenty of beautiful people in the world who are brilliant. Let's play the you might be a sapiosexual if game. So you might be a sapiosexual if you find yourself physically excited after witty banter or wordplay. If your breath changes and you feel tingly all over when your date puts you in checkmate. You always want to jump the bones of your date after an in-depth conversation about social issues. You hear someone use the word rapprochement and you immediately picture them naked. You feel the urge to self-pleasure after visiting museums or lectures. Reading to someone again is one of your top reasons that you might want to get back into the dating scene. Hearing someone speak in their wheelhouse with expertise ignites a fiery passion in you. 
You might feel the same erotic arousal after a heated political debate with a partner as you would after a romantic argument. You feel this urge to merge physically. Just as with any sexual preference or identity, sapiosexuals can be vastly different from one another. Intelligence can be very subjective. Emotional intelligence, linguistic intelligence, spiritual intelligence. You might be turned on by one and not the other. Sometimes it matters to you if it's in your interest and sometimes it matters if the other person knows far more than you do. Your turn on is your turn on. I do wonder if you're sapiosexual, can you fully experience your maximum turn-on without good language skills? Language and intelligence are beautiful bedfellows. Do you love language? Not just in opinions or asserting ideas, but in the sheer glory of words. Being playful with words is to language as being playful with touch is to pleasure. If you're wanting to play with your sapiosexual experience, try expanding your language skills. Other ways to play with this idea of sapiosexuality are play board games with your partner. Chess, Go, Scrabble, Boggle, Catan, whatever your favorite is, old or new. The game matters less than tuning into the feeling and sensations in your body as you and your partner show the depth of intelligence in playing games. Another thing I would invite you to do is to look at film from other angles, angles that are not usually discussed. So how this film deviates from the director's usual MO or how the tragedy of Macbeth was astoundingly enhanced by the black and white cinematography. Talk about music in depth, personify the instruments, evoke feeling and personality in music from the lyrics to the bass drop break it down and discuss it at length. Ramp up your texting game. If you're texting one another at night and you don't live together, use your brain to turn one another on. Start an erotic text thread about a sexual experience you might like to try together and then ask them to go next. Or do it as part of a storytelling together. Write your part or consider you write their part and they write yours. What a fun and stimulating way to talk about sex. For sapiosexuals, talking about the turn-on can be just as big as like this erotic arousal as the actual turn-on. And sapiosexuals tend to elevate the erotic language to more than just talk dirty to me. Sapiosexuals tend to be attracted to proper use of grammar and syntax. So if you're not one, but you're dating one, you might want to brush up on your, your, and their, their. And remember, I-T apostrophe S is always it. Is. And just because someone is brilliant doesn't mean that a sapiosexual is automatically attracted to them. I am not attracted to performative intelligence in the same way that I don't enjoy performative sex. Intelligence for me is magnified when in connection. I like the actual game of tennis, but batting an idea back and forth with someone, riffing and rolling with an idea or a word, is one of my favorite activities and draws me physically to another person. Being a self-proclaimed sapiosexual can sound a little pretentious, and the problem with that term can be a bit bigger than that too. It can really be perceived as ableist or classist. Not everyone has access to education, to knowledge, or even technology, and using the term sapiosexual can be problematic when it's just plunked down without further explanation. 
I would invite you to be careful when using the term if you're a person who deeply desires to be inclusive of others. But just as with sexual preference, you get to choose and follow what turns you on. Just a side note, sapiosexuals are getting so turned on by this bit because sapiosexuals tend to really love diving into difficult topics with fearlessness. It's a charge for them. Some people assert that only introverts are sapiosexual. I'm going to call a little BS on that. Extroverts can have deep conversations too, or at least I think they do. If you consider yourself to be an extrovert, let me know. Sapiosexuals love compliments like, you are the smartest person in this room. God damn, you're brilliant. Brilliant is one of the first terms they use when someone asks them to describe their romantic partner. Sapiosexuals think of the term mindfuck as a positive. And let's take the term mindfuck back from the vocabulary dungeon, by the by. Instead of it meaning getting into someone's head for manipulative or negative motives, let's have it mean that we're penetrating the mind to stroke what we find there. When someone self-describes as sapiosexual, does that imply pressure to you to always follow up smart? What if I'm in the mood to watch a Will Ferrell movie or flip cards into a trash can for fun? Do I lose out on sex? This is sort of my way of reminding you that labels can be limiting. Stuff like this, the term sapiosexual, understanding it, turning it around, deciding how you feel about it is just useful information. It's an offering to expand your sexual life, not to put it in a box. Highly intelligent people can feel safer to some of us. As a sexuality coach, I can tell you that a feeling of safety is crucial to pleasure and turn on. If intelligence makes a person feel safe to you, this could be a huge factor in being able to relax and surrender to them sexually. There's this really great song lyric that goes, I want you to unravel me. Unraveling is such a great word. To me, it implies being complex and wound and a willingness to ask someone to unwind you, to figure you out with patience and intelligence, not to figure you out, to explore you. Our bodies and our minds work in tandem and harmony, and the more we find out, the more turned on our life will feel. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.